this is Charlie Stumbaugh, the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church, Colorado. Thank you for being with us today. Be sure to subscribe for our weekly content to encourage your faith. Let's listen in as Pastor Matt brings the message. Hello, friends. Welcome to Cornerstone's podcast. I hope you're having a great day today. Uh, We're going to be picking up again here in Luke 21, uh, the first few verses, and we're going to be looking at our heart behind giving, um, the principle of giving back. Now, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking um, about where I live, about my drive um, into work, and I I have to drive over Hoosier Pass uh, when I go to church or every day when I go into Summit County for work. And and on my way into town, notoriously, I will pass people who have slid off in the ditch. Most of them have out-of-state license plates, and they have either not planned properly, they've driven the wrong vehicle, you know, just kind of a two-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive vehicle, or or they don't have the right snow tires on their car, and they find themselves in a spot where they're stuck in the ditch. And I enjoy helping people, and so there's times when I will pull over and help pull people out. I bought a new toe strap this year for my Jeep um, for this very purpose, but there are times when I don't stop when I don't help people out, uh, when I drive by and I see the situation, I see the the out of state license plate, and I'm guilty of making, you know, a judgment on that situation on that person as a driver, and I'll just drive past, and I'll be like, you know, they should have to pay for a tow truck to come and, and get them out. And I know that that sounds harsh, but when I stop and I help. Even when I really don't want to, when I just want to drive by, I'm always happy I helped. There's something inside of me that feels good when I help someone else. Now, now I don't help others. We don't help other people for that feeling, right? That feeling of like, look at me, I've done a, a good thing. But that feeling affirms in us that our actions when we give back, when we serve others, help people out, that we are living out of our original design, our true self, right? That real identity in us as a child of God created in the image of God, placed here to help people and serve people. When we understand that we were created to give back, all of a sudden, it changes things for us, right? We begin to look for opportunities to, to serve, to use the resources that we have that are at our disposal to help others find success in life. You know, last week I talked about how we find success through the vineyard. And we, the perspective, I think, of that passage, how we could really apply it to our life or how I um, kind of spun it was that we are now those farmers and we can either find success through the gift God has given us or fight him over who really owns that gift. And our success, friends, the truth is our success only comes through God, through that vineyard that he has given us, our time, our money, the resources we that we have. 
and we can live fully aligned with who we were created to be in our relationship with God, or we can choose to fight God and live out of alignment with him. Now, as we open as we open up Luke chapter 21, we see that Jesus is still in the temple. He's still operating as the teacher, whether it's through a group talk like we saw last week, or like we see this week through an opportunity to point out the principle of giving back to his disciples and to point that out to us today. Taking the gifts that we have been given and giving back out of those gifts. Now, in Mark chapter 12, speaking of this, talking about this same um, story here, Mark 12 tells us that Jesus has, he has sat down close to the collection box, the offering plate in the temple, and he's watching people. He's watching people as they come and as they give to the offering box. And in Luke 21, starting in verse 1, it says, Just then he looked up and saw the rich people dropping offerings in the collection plate. Then he saw a poor widow put in two pennies. So he calls his disciples over and he says, The plain truth is that this widow has given by far the largest offering today. All all these others, all these other offerings that were made, they were given from something that they will never miss. But this woman, this widow, she gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. This widow who needed those two pennies was willing to, understood what it meant to give back. How amazing is that? She was willing to give everything that she had. And and let's be honest, right? Those two pennies were probably the last bit of money that she even had. She probably needed every single bit of those two pennies just to make it. And what's crazy is that in this culture, widows were exposed to corruption Even from religious leaders, widows didn't have a voice in society. Culturally, men held the positions, right? They were the leaders of the home. They were the ones who had a voice. And women and children depended on their husband, right, their father, to advocate for them. And this woman had no one to advocate for her. I'm sure she had experienced, you know, being taken advantage of. Even the religious leaders, they were guilty of charging widows more money for simple services, simple ways of helping them out. And this was the world that this woman understood. This was the world that she lived in, where she had been forgotten, where she was voiceless, where she was invisible in society, taken advantage of, yet she knew what it meant to give back, to sacrifice in her giving. Now, I don't think it really matters whether this was her tithe or just a special gift. And I'm not trying to diminish giving our tithe. That is a form of giving back, and it is important. 
But what Jesus highlights here is this widow's heart in giving back. And what he is highlighting, I think, for us today, friends, is what is our heart behind giving back? Now, to evaluate you know, the, the heart of our gift, our giving, the motivation behind our giving, I think there's three questions that we need to ask ourselves. The first one is this, am I giving out of my best or am I giving out of my least? Secondly, am I giving out of faith? And third, am I giving out of love? Again, we see Luke is painting us a picture here where he's showing two complete opposite ends when it comes to our gift, our giving, our serving. And we, friends, should give out of our best, not out of our least. In Scripture, we see Jesus first notices the rich people and the gift that they are giving. We're not told how much they put in the offering plate. Jesus simply tells us in verse 4, they gave only what they did not need. Yes, they gave something. We can pause and look at the fact that these rich people gave and chalk it up to obedience, chalk it up to giving back, but giving back comes from the heart. And if our heart is missing in the gift that we are giving, which Jesus implies was the case here for these rich people, then the gift that is given is null and void. In Titus chapter 2, verse 7, it says, We should be an example in every way by the good things we do. In chapter 2 here of Titus, Paul is speaking to Titus, who was the organizer of the church in Crete, and he's instructing him on how he should live, love, and treat people. Paul says, you are giving back by the example you set in the way you live your life. Friends, we give back by the example we set, by the lives that we live, by our choices, our actions, and reactions. And Paul says here, he says, the way people, the way you are teaching these people to live their lives is a form of you giving back. And Paul kicks off this chapter here in verse 1 by saying, You must tell everyone how to live in a way that agrees with the true teaching, right? With which agrees with the word of God. And he echoes it again at the end here in verse 10. He says, in everything they do. So we see, we see a shift here, right? In these 10 verses, from verse 1 to verse 10. Paul's like, Titus, you need to set an example on how you live. And then we see in verse 10, he's like, because when you do that, then in everything they do, they will show that the teaching of God, our Savior, is good. Friends, in everything we do, we will show that the teaching of our God is good. The story of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, is a love story for humanity. It's God's redemptive love for us and the sacrifices he was willing to make to restore mankind to him. God set the example for us of giving from his best, not from his least. 
we, friends, can give from our best by, as Philippians chapter 2, 3, and 4 tells us, by thinking of others, not just thinking of ourselves. Verse 3, it says in Philippians 2, whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourselves. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others. To give back, we have to give from the very best of what we have, of who we are. And we should always give our best, not our least. The second thing I want to pull out of this scripture here in Luke 21 is that we should also give out of faith. Now let's let's push pause for a minute and clarify giving. Giving does not solely revolve around money. There, I said it. Now if I get fired for this, all of you that are listening, right, I invite you to... to <laughs> Start asking questions from this point here. Now, Scripture does challenge us again. It invites us to trust God with our finances. And we can't overlook that. But we can't only connect giving with our money. Giving is about living generous lives. We should give generously out of what we have, out of the gift that we have been given. And we can be guilty of reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, where it talks about giving the whole tithe and only think about money. I think for maybe for you, like like for myself, growing up in church, I was taught that this scripture is the poster child of giving 10% of our money, what we earn, right, working throughout the week to give that back to the church. There's even some translations of scripture that actually read 10% in the text. And this might be referring to the tithe tax or the tenth of the tithe that the Levites were required to give in the Old Testament. Malachi might have been trying to reinstate this, but I believe that in the original text, the whole tithe was not restricted to our finances only. I believe the New American Standard Bible translation is is one of the closest interpretations from Hebrew to English that that we have. And in that translation, in verse 10, it, it talks about bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there will be food in my house. And contextually, this verse talks about giving from all aspects of our life money, food, and other resources. When the author of Malachi wrote this, these people were also giving food and other goods as their tithe. It wasn't just money that was being given. Everything that was given was stored in the treasure room or the storehouse of the temple. And these gifts were literally used to feed the priests and the Levites. The message that the book of Malachi presents or presented was to strengthen God's people in their belief in him and in their responsibility to him. And giving back was a way of life. And their generosity was directly connected to their belief system, directly connected to their faith. You know, in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, Give, and it will be given to you. 
They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, this is by your standard of giving, it will be measured to you in return. This sounds like an amazing cocktail for life. What we drink of in this life is the standard by which God's blessings are given back to us. Now, our our motivation to give back should not come from a selfish standard of, of what do I get out of this? This cocktail that is pressed down, shaken, not stirred, and running over is crafted in our faith in God. Faith is a complete trust in someone or something. And friends, our faith in God is enough to overcome any obstacle in life. Our faith in Christ is enough to multiply our gifts to provide for what is needed. In Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus reminds us that if we have faith in him, even as small as a mustard seed. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed or not, but I mean, it is a teeny tiny little seed. And Jesus is like, even if that is the extent of your faith in me, it is enough to remove this mountain, whatever that mountain may be for you, friends. Faith in God is enough to remove that mountain and see it thrown into the sea. And when we give back out of our faith in God, we can do it, or we can, we can um, know that God, who is able to do the impossible, is able to do the miraculous. And we can trust in that and believe in that. When we give out of faith, when we invest in people trusting that God is enough to radically change someone's situation, to change someone's circumstances, we are investing in the success of our communities. We are investing in the eternal success of our community. We must give back from our best and give back from our faith. The third thing that I want to look at about this text in Luke 21 is that we should also give out of love. Whether you know it or not, our giving is directly connected to our hearts. I'm I'm pretty sure you had an idea about that. If you weren't sure, let me let me just confirm it for you. We give, love flows out of our hearts, and we invest, we give back to those who are near and dear to our hearts. That's why we're willing to help out a friend, right, who who calls and is like, hey, I need help working on my truck, and we're willing to sacrifice a Saturday or an evening to go over and help out. It's why we serve in kids' church on a Sunday in one of our four campuses, or while we're willing to volunteer and wash dishes at an Alpha weekend. We give back in those capacities because we have a heart for it. But if we're honest, we probably don't always give from our heart. If we're honest, we probably don't always give out of love. Sometimes we give out of obligation. I know that I have been guilty of it many times. And while we might be tempted to focus on the fact that we gave back, like these rich people were doing here in Luke 21, God is telling us that our intentions 
matter. The heart behind the why matters. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, Giving grows out of the heart. Otherwise, you've reluctantly grumbled yes because you felt you had to or because you couldn't say no. But this isn't the way God wants it. Did you hear that, friends? This isn't the way God wants it. For we know that God loves a cheerful giver. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, We should think about each other to see how we can encourage each other and show love and do good works. As much as I love to help people, and I and I truly enjoy, I truly love helping others, I have to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reason. These rich people in verse 1 of Luke 21 were not giving because they loved to give. Otherwise, they would have given extravagantly as the widow did. They were giving because they felt obligated to give. Yet Jesus tells us in verse 4 that the poor widow gave more than all of these rich people together because she gave out of love. What we give, how much we give, doesn't always equate to the actual gift given. Jesus challenges us to give because we love the person receiving the gift. He challenges us to give because everything we do should speak to how good God is. It should speak to how loving God is. And we don't serve a God who is only halfway committed to love. Friends, John chapter 3, verse 16 reminds us how much God loves humanity, how much he loves you and how much he loves me. And it, it reminds us, it says that he was willing to give the greatest gift so that we could find success in him. Friends, you must find your heart connection to giving. As you inspect your heart, if you find that giving does not come easy, I challenge you to ask yourself these three questions. Am I giving? Are you giving out of your best? Are you giving out of faith in God? Are you giving out of your love for others? Friends, we must trust God enough for ourselves to provide while we are giving. And we must trust him enough to use our gift to make an impact in someone else's life, to make an impact in our church, in our communities, and in our families. Jesus highlighted this widow for all of history to see because her heart was a beautiful example of what God is looking for when we give back. Friends, let's pray. God, I thank you for the example you set for us when it comes to giving back, that you were willing to sacrifice, that you were willing to highlight this widow here in, in scripture and to see her sacrifice as an example for us and how we should live and love others, that we should be willing to give back, to serve, to see people, to see them find success, to see the kingdom of heaven be successful in our communities. So God, I pray as we allow your word today, your message for us to seep into our bones, God, that we would think about what we do, how we do it, 
do we give back? Why do we give back? How can we give in a healthier capacity? And God, that we would lean into that and dig into that so that what we do would show the love of who you are and how good you are. Jesus, I thank you for those listening to this podcast today. God, I pray that you would bless their lives, that you would encourage them as you're challenging them. As we continue to take steps day after day, steps closer to you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for what you have shared with us today. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thanks again for listening to Cornerstone's podcast, for hanging out. If you've missed a podcast, I want to invite you. You can go through the list and find other podcasts. If you missed last week, it kind of ties into this week. I want to invite you to go and listen to that. If you're unable to be in one of our campuses in Salida, Buena Vista, Leadville, or Summit County, friends, make this podcast a part of your week. Friends, we love you, and I look forward to um, talking with you next time. Have a blessed day. Hey, we are so honored that you are with us today. Remember, subscribe to the show and check out our website at cornerstonechurchco.com for more resources. Thank you.